0: If you've got a thousand customers paying on average ten thousand bucks per year, that means you're doing more than ten million run rate today, right?
1: Uh, no, it's more than that. Last year we made twenty five USD, uh, USD uh, twenty five million US dollars with uh, four point four year over year growth, and now run rate I think forty five or fifty million.
0: Check it out right now at gitladka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Vachasov Juodef. He's a CTO and co-founder of SumSub. He has over 20 years of IT experience and a PhD in computer science. He's a product-oriented CTO and, again, the co-founder of SumSub, which is AML and KYC tool. Okay, Vachasov, you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's do it.
0: All right. So, for folks not familiar with
1: banking and finance, what is AML and KYC? Um, basically, you can say that AML is anti-money laundering, right? And KYC stands for know your customer, and basically, it's kind of identity verification. So, you help companies to onboard honest users as many as possible, as quickly as possible, but at the same time keeping fraudsters at bay, right? And of course, if companies is regulated. And of course, we keeping uh, we help keeping this company staying compliant.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, are are banks your main customer, or who's your main customer?
1: Main customers, yeah, we do have banks, fintech, actually crypto, quite a bit. Uh, actually, car sharings, marketplaces, shared economies. basically everywhere KYC is needed nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, how what does some of these customers pay you per month to use the technology?
1: Uh, how much? Yeah, how much do they yeah, pay yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, we have about like forty customers that we consider top um, uh, tier one customers that paying more than one hundred thousand a year, right? But some of them paying over one million. Make sure.
0: This is fascinating. Okay, so this is these are obviously huge. So just to be clear, your largest customers' ACV is high. They pay you how much? Two million a year? A million a year?
1: Even more? Maybe maybe five, seven.
0: Okay, and so someone, one of these customers, paying you five to seven million dollars per year. How many? I imagine you bill based off number of verifications, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more complicated than that because we charge per sub service, so we say. Because some customers need one service, some customers like construct the flow from different parts. So we kind of have sub services, and we bill per sub service. So how many customers you uh, you ask? Uh, well, well no, I mean,
0: I guess the question, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. How many
1: customers? That's a good thing. Uh, over 1,000 customers, but 40 tier, tier one customers paying more than 100,000 a year.
0: Okay. Well, what is the, that's great to understand your tier one folks, but what does the average customer pay you per year? More like 10K or 5K a year?
1: Yeah, something like 10 to 20, I would say.
0: Okay, interesting. And so, um, I guess put this all on a timeline for me. When did you launch the business?
1: If you go to our website, uh, it says 2015, but the story actually starts a little bit before then, in 2012, when I got Matt, like met co-founders and we were doing actually anti-Photoshop software to detect anti what Photoshop. So basically, you detect which parts of an image were edited, right? But then at some point, you are, you you're are Kim
0: Kardashian's worst worst nightmare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah but at some point we realized that uh, it's only part of a story because our customers potential customers they don't care about whether the image was modified or not they care whether they can trust the end user and then we pivoted in 2012 or uh, 15 and that's when things started to look good for us
0: okay interesting so i guess did the business almost like die before you pivoted what made you want to pivot
1: yeah because uh, yeah there were hard times actually Mm -hmm. working like like, let's say without salaries and like with our own savings you were working
0: three years between 2012 and 2015 with no salary
1: no no no. there there were good times so we also raised like some capital like half a million or something Uh, but then there were hard times when there was like one year uh in you know just working but uh i was actually working part-time was my pet project back in back in the day it was a little bit later when i uh, officially joined samsa
0: when did you join and like quit your job and go all in on sub what year um 2018
1: uh, 18. okay but before i was actually working at night so i mean you know this entrepreneurial life um yeah, before I was more like consultant and like bringing my experience to the guys so that they can build um, substantial business. But actually, I can explain where, uh, like, why we almost died because I think it was about uh, because of the expectation mismatch. Our customers actually they wanted our product, but they expected magic where you can detect like every modification, even if the image was sent over WhatsApp, re-saved multiple times, right? But the life is more complicated than that, so that's that's why we had to pivot and we don't regret because obviously it looks good so far
0: so what is the i guess you say guys and we had to pivot all that how many co-founders are there
1: uh overall four actually the other three are brothers two of them twins which makes a really fun case for our face matching algorithms
0: (laughs) that's funny okay so there are three brothers would you say that they were like struggling until you came in in 2018 i mean were you coming in to help save the business
1: Um, now that we we're struggling before 2015 when we pivoted. Then we again, we struggle because like we're trying to find the right compromise between, you know, because some customers also wanted magic, like super complicated solution, but you kind of build complicated solution overnight. So like it took us a while, but at the same time, I think it was a good thing that our first customers were from car sharing industry and they were super picky about like the rules and amount of documents. So, and that's why from the, Let's say day one, our KYC system was built to be extensible, like very generic so that we don't spend, let's say developer resources, but rather offload it to uh, technical support and things like Like that.
0: that. But Batchesov, when you joined full-time in 2018, I mean, having an equity conversation is tricky. It's like one versus three because they're all brothers, right? Do you guys just split everything equally or no?
1: uh initially no but then like they probably saw my impact and then somehow they offered me just i don't have to negotiate so it was just split equally now
0: okay so it's basically you know outside of other investors and all that and employee option pools you each basically own a fourth of the business something like that yeah exactly okay very cool so let's okay so the pivot ha- so 2012 is launch date it's a side project for you you're helping the team through 2015 Photoshop software, they pivot in 2015 to more like AML, KYC, Identity Verification. You get excited, join full-time 2018, prove your worth, get more equity, uh, and grow the business. Now, when did you start? Was 2018 the year where you start getting into AML and KYC? Um,
1: no, even before that, because I was reading about that. And of course, like I was still kind of consulting and hel- helping guys. But yeah, I got probably most of my knowledge after 2017, I would say.
0: Okay. And did you guys, so you mentioned you raised half a million bucks. What year was that? 2012?
1: No, it was 2015 or 13. Yeah. But we raised since then, I think only just a little of capital, like 6 million in 2020, right. And half of it actually went to secondary. So actually um, I'm, I'm very happy how we managed to build such a product without almost no external funding right? And we're cash flow positive. And...
0: That's, no, I mean, that's incredible. So I guess you can't get a secondary done unless your economics are really strong. So you guys have, must have very strong economics. I mean, let's dive in there a little bit, right? So if you've got a thousand customers paying on average 10,000 bucks per year, that means you're doing more than 10 million run rate today, right?
1: Uh, no, it's more than that. Last year, we made 25 USD, uh, USD uh, 25 million US dollars, with a uh, four point four year over year growth, and now run rate I think forty five or fifty million. Okay, got it. So your
0: should... your run rate, and that's U.S. dollars forty five million. Uh, currently, yeah. okay, up from sorry, you said twenty twenty five million last year.
1: Yeah, overall the revenue last year was twenty five million.
0: That's incredible. So so, and are these run rates? I mean, so have you basically doubled the business over the past six months? Is that what I'm understanding?
1: I mean, the end of our last year was really successful we, because we got some big customers on board, on board it, and then they also kind of uh, trusted us more regions because we're dealing with international businesses and very often big companies actually first start with, like let's say, Asian region and then they expand if they're happy in what you're doing.
0: Yeah, this makes sense. But just to be clear, if you're doing a $45 million run rate right now, that means you're doing about $3.7 million a month in revenue, right?
1: Yeah, that, that's correct.
0: And then going back one year, you're saying you were doing about $2 million a month in revenue? Yeah,
1: probably the beginning of the year. I don't remember exactly, but maybe it was even like 700000 in the beginning. I mean, the, 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 the beginning, beginning of, of the 20, year. Is... The beginning of
0: 2021? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So really, really good growth here, I guess. Take and people are going to hear this and go. What do you mean they had troubles in twenty eighteen? They they've got fifty million run rate almost. So I guess do you remember what revenue was back in twenty eighteen?
1: I remember in twenty nineteen it was about one million, but in two thousand eighteen I don't remember.
0: Okay, but it was less than a million, right? Yeah. Do you guys care about valuation right now? Specifically, your valuation. and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game. Less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So you've gone from a million dollar run rate to a $50 million run rate over the past 36 months.
1: Uh, yeah. I guess that's correct.
0: I mean, Vachasov That's look. We have a lot of data on SaaS companies. I mean, that you understand how impressive that is. I mean, that puts you in the top like two percent of fastest growing SaaS private SaaS companies in the world.
1: Yeah, we're pretty happy with what we're doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, so I guess it's, you raised six million seed in twenty twenty. Okay, what valuation was that at? Do you remember?
1: eighteen post money.
0: Okay, so Thanks. so it's twelve pre, eighteen post, and all, all of the six million was secondary?
1: No, no, three million went to company and three million went to secondary.
0: Okay. So tell educate everyone on how secondaries work. I work with a lot of founders trying to do secondaries, but a lot of people don't understand what it means and how it
1: works. I mean, I'm I'm a CTO, so probably do you think I'm the best person actually to explain. Well, let me ask you did did me, you
0: but did you sell some shares personally? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. So there were shares like going into one investors and then another investor came on board and he bought uh, they, they bought oh. paid those shares.
0: Okay. So employees and didn't. co-founders didn't sell any equity. No. no. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so the 50% secondary was to buy out the pre-seed guys that put in 500. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Um, this makes a lot of sense. So you're doing, I, I guess the, the last thing I'll ask is if you're doing, you know, 700,000 bucks in monthly recurring revenue back in when you did that seed round, right? That would have, that. Would, I mean, that, that's effectively an 8.4 million run rate, right? Why do you think you only got a valuation of like 2X revenue?
1: I don't know, because we had, I think, lots of dependency on ICO back in the day and it was kind of uh, a little bit of unstable, I think. So we didn't get a very good multiplicator, to be honest. Interesting. It,
0: what do you mean by you're dependent on ICO? On like token uh, offerings?
1: yeah yeah so we were doing a, a little bit of uh, kyc for uh, some crypto projects so to say uh, yeah so that's uh, I see yeah, that's why I guess
0: I see okay so uh, I guess any plans to raise today are going to keep bootstrapping
1: yeah ex- exactly we want to actually raise uh, uh, series B mm-hmm. and that's why also partially why we're talking I guess and we're also talking to a couple of funds uh, at the moment. Yeah, so we have all the numbers ready, let's say, but we're, I would say, in a luxury position because we're not burning money, right? So we can really... H- how much, Vachisov,
0: do you profit per month? Do you know?
1: Uh, bit is about 10 to 20%. Okay,
0: well, 10% of $3.7 million in MRR. I mean, that means you're taking about 400000 bucks in cash profit per month, right?
1: Yeah, around about that.
0: So you have a lot of leverage. So, what kind of deal are you looking for? There's investors listening right now. What kind of deals will be the perfect deal?
1: I mean, initially, like we'll look at what like similar companies like we are uh, raised. So we're thinking about 80 to 100 million. But at the same time, for us, um, right now, is more important a strategic partnership because we want to expand a new market, to land new offices in different regions. Um, we have some interesting MA opportunities, and of course, we are product-oriented company and actually we were focusing on product too much like we were not focusing on sales and marketing it was like more or less word of mouth right and now it's time actually to uh, probably raise some money and invest into proper like sales and marketing
0: mm-hmm. i love this okay so you're thinking about raising 80 to 100 million in your series b yeah okay and what valuation would make you guys really happy or like a range is fine obviously don't you don't want to say something specific but what's a range
1: actually i don't know like before this podcast like i was asking my, our financial guys or like guys that are responsible for you know talking to the funds like you give me an estimate they say no 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 we're not ready at this point yet so probably i won't tell you and i just am f- afraid to to lie right now because if yeah. i calculate and multiply something then probably won't be a uh, right number. But.
0: I mean, I, I, so look, I'll do it for you, right? So that you don't have to have a history. I mean, if, based off what I've seen, like recent deals in the marketplace, even with valuations coming down in the past sort of six months. So you see this in the public markets. I mean, if you take your run rate today of 40, 45 million, you know, you were seeing companies like with your growth, incredible growth, over 100% year over year, your scale is impressive. Uh, You were seeing these companies trade at like 45, 50X over the past six months. There's been a tight, like a little pullback. So, like, I still think you could probably get a 30X multiple, which would mean you'd be raising 80 million or 100 million on a $1.3 billion valuation. You're talking in in Bs. That can maybe, does that make you feel like, whoa, we're worth 1.3 billion? I didn't expect that.
1: Um, yeah, sometimes like I have this crazy thoughts, but I prefer like to focus on product, you know, and just uh, go all all in and not think about this because we have like specialists who are doing this part of the business. And I'm just trying as a founder also to understand the mathematics and mechanics of all of this fundraising and like revenue, whatever.
0: That's probably the smart way to do it. Let's go back to talking about products since you're CTO. How many verifications monthly? are you processing right now
1: It's from half a million to one million
0: from how much half a million to a million
1: yeah I should have prepared much better actually to this question but wrong about that episode.
0: okay five hundred thousand to a million that's across all yeah. your customers
1: yeah yeah I mean there are different kind of checks though because I don't have a breakdown some that some of them are very uh, easy to like let's say AML screening some of them are super complicated uh, some of them are. Most of them are actually classical ID identity verification. Is basically some sort of ID document class itself.
0: And and why would you say you've been able to grow so fast, twenty five to fifty million in revenue without a sales team? I mean, would you say it's because you price against number of verifications so people upsell
1: themselves? Um, there there is of course a sales and marketing team. I mean, it's just I would say marketing like sales maybe twenty thirty. Okay. Uh, Twenty thirty, but I, I mean, honestly, probably it's not in the very good shape right now. That's again like why we want to like hire like super senior people that can bring the order to to, to this process. But most of the like revenue actually comes uh, comes from the new clients, right? And those clients that actually coming from our competitors, and because one of the differentiators that we have, we work very well. Globally, like in emerging markets, and I know that many guys out there tell the same thing, but also the quality that what matters and uh, we know how to work with those complicated regions. And when such clients come to us, one particular region, complicated region, they A-B test us, they see that we perform and they say, OK, can you do Brazil right now? Yes, we, uh, yes, of course. They try Brazil and they see again that we perform and that's how uh, they really put some of them put lots of traffic on us. Although the, ah. in the beginning it was a little bit, uh, you know, little, but then it grew really. really this nice.
0: makes sense. What's the total team size today? How many people?
1: Uh, about 300, a little bit more.
0: 300 people. Wow. And how many engineers?
1: Engineers, I would say 50, 60, and plus maybe 20, 30, like QA and like engineering managers. 60.
0: Well, this is a heck of a story. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what you guys do over the next quarter. Uh, In the meantime, though, let's wrap up here uh, with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book.
1: A business book. It's actually not a book, but a series of podcasts from Stanford University, I think, How to Build a Startup. I think I listened to it exactly like in 2016, and it actually helped me a lot, I think, to understand how you should approach the product, your customers. Like, for example, build the product that 10 people love and then scale it up uh, and and things like that.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: CEO? Um, not really. Not not really. I'm also not a CEO. Although, like sometimes, like I'm doing things like also talking to the customers. <laughs> and, and, but I guess it's a founder job, right? It's not CEO yeah. job, but also.
0: Number three. What's your favorite online tool, technical tool that you use to release code at some sub
1: I mean, I admire like JetBrains product. They uh, they develop the IDEs, uh, the developer environments for the for the developers. So What's their I URL? Uh, jet, jetbrains.com.
0: Jetbrains.com. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Now I get much more than your guests. I would say like seven to eight hours. Uh, I used to be like a six uh, hour uh, sleep guy, especially when I was working in parallel. But then I listened to Joe Rogan podcast uh, with the match. Uh, Walker. I think the guy uh, who wrote the book "Why We Sleep," and then I kind of changed my head a little bit.
0: That's amazing. Uh, you're a big podcast guy, huh? Have you heard? Did you Did you listen to our show before you came on? Were you ready for it?
1: Um, I, I listened to to a couple of uh, shows, yeah. But uh, actually, like one week ago and uh, yesterday, of course, just to you know get a feeling. And of well, course, I needed to to listen to it because I needed to prepare to give all the, <laughs> those numbers. To be honest, I didn't know all of them. Uh, let's say one month ago, like half, uh, half a month
0: ago. I know guys before the show, Vachasov goes, Nathan, please don't kill me. I said, I'm not going to kill you. I think this is going to be a great story. And it's <laughs> been a great episode. So last two <laughs> questions here. A married, single kids. What's your situation?
1: Uh, married, one daughter, playing okay. drums, going ice skating, enjoying wow. Oh, amazing.
0: How old are you? Uh, 36. 36. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20.
1: No, I I was thinking about this question, and probably I would question myself whether I should be doing PhD. (laughs) (laughs) If it's worth it, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. it uh, It was fun, but nonetheless, who knows? Anyway.
0: Guys, Sumsub.com launched in 2012. They raised a 500K seed back in 2015. They pivoted in 2018 to AML and KYC verification processes, now serving over 1,000 customers, paying on average $10,000 per year. They're doing 3.7 million bucks in MRR, up from 2 million a year ago in 2021, and up from 700K in MRR in 20 to late 2020. So about a $45 million run rate today, very capital efficient, only 6.5 million raised. They're looking at doing their Series B this year we'll see what happens they're looking to raise 80 to 100 million and i think they can get over a billion dollar valuation i think it's going to be a very hot deal i love the founders uh, the investors go, go get them go reach out we'll see what happens but Vachislav, thanks for taking us to the top
1: yeah thank you